Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Ashley, there is a lot to talk about today. Are you ready for this? I'm stoked, dude. It's going to be awesome. Ashley, there's a lot of hot topics. We also have a whole episode to break down, and we have a really special guest uh, who I believe, uh, whose life's changed quite a bit here in the last year. 
Yep, we have Courtney Robertson coming on to talk about her baby and very new marriage. And we also have Bachelor Superfan and Grey's Anatomy alum, Marika Domenchak. Uh, let's start out by saying this episode of The Bachelorette was one that I actually didn't want to end. Like, I was like, how many more minutes do I have left? Oh, I only have 20 more minutes left. Uh, like, I was really just wanting it to be longer and longer. <sighs> that means we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a we'll blast. Save that for, we'll save that for Marika. And now I would love to get into hot topics because we've got some juicy ones. Let's start with this one. This has been a Bachelor Nation uh, headline all week long. Yes. Uh, We saw in the first episode a little disagreement between Tyler C. and Yosef. Well, as the weeks have continued, Yosef has continued to be a storyline on the show, but he's also making stories off of the show. Here's the headline. TikTok videos spark rumors about Bachelorette villain Yosef. This according to the New York Post. You could also just go on TikTok and see what was posted by Carly Hammond on October 13th. She is the woman that, well, allegedly, but like pretty much I can certainly say, is the guy, is the woman that Tyler C. was alleging that Yosef was dating back home right before The Bachelorette started filming. So this woman, Carly, she gets on her TikTok and she says that she had been FaceTiming, talking for hours with Yosef, speaking about having a family with him, getting married and having kids one day. And then um, he came to visit her just as Tyler C., was can discussing we pause here? in that Hold first up. episode. Can we pause yeah? here? Doesn't this... Ta- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot of comments and a lot of opinions about this story, right? But can we just say yeah. that this timeline feels a little off? Like, we're talking about a family and oh, kids together, yeah. and then oh, he comes and- to visit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. I was like, Ben, why are you laughing? And then I, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So all those conversations happened before they even met face-to-face. Oh I, yeah, I mean, like, that's not my style, but we'll, we'll continue with her story here. So she says that he did come to visit her in person, and while he was visiting, he, on his phone... Oh, okay, okay. This is how it goes. Okay. So while he was visiting, she ends up getting a video to her phone of him. Um, We may have to beep this out because we are pretty much a PG, PG PG-13-ish podcast. Um, He was ripping off in this video to another girl, sending it to another girl and talking about how he wanted to have sex with this other girl. And this is apparently happening at Carly's house. Um, And then she also posted another TikTok showing messages that, um, you know, dirty messages from from Yosef or allegedly Yosef, whatever you want to say. And then um, he like blocked her on social media and stuff when she called him out on having sent this dirty video to another woman, like as if like he could just erase their relationship. All right. Well, let's start okay. here. Did you guys follow that? <laughs> yeah, let's start here. Now, I have been proved time and time again that I'm out of touch with the common, most modern ways of dating. And, uh, you know, I think still out of touch with how to 
how to communicate these days. Like that's the, I don't think that's the most interesting part of the story. I think the most interesting part of the story is the fact that like he's talking about having a family with this girl while at the same time communicating to other girls and sending this video. Like that's worth like I don't I don't necessarily have an opinion on what the video was or what it wasn't. I I don't. Yeah. But either way, he was sending some type of signal to somebody else that he was into them or desiring them at some level. And I don't think this is his biggest story. Ashley, tell me if you think I'm wrong. Okay. You don't think it's that big of a story? No, I think it's a huge story because she gets on TikTok and she does this and she outs him. Now this is going to happen. I mean, it's going to have to keep everybody a lot more accountable to how they're communicating with others. That's one piece is social media will definitely expose the truth. But the, I think this isn't as big of a story if he isn't also the moral police on this season of The Bachelorette. Like, that's the problem. I think that is where this goes. We're going to address that whole scene later in this episode between Yosef and Claire, where he calls Claire classless. Everything is absolutely appalling. Like, he would never want her to be the mother of his child. He's constantly throwing out the I have a daughter card. So... Carly Hammond's, uh, her first name's Carly, right? Her her, mm-hmm. her TikToks blew up. They went viral. I mean, they're everywhere. Her kind of exposing him, for lack of a better term, um, really worked well. I mean, this thing is yeah. everywhere. It's going crazy. I'm sure Yosef feels it and and uh, and knows the kind of the heat coming down. We did ask for a comment by Carly. We didn't get one, but hey. I, I think this is uh this is one of those things you gotta keep yourself clean and so here's my comment. Is Tyler was Tyler C unfairly let go then? Maybe. Like do we I mean, need I did Car- say Tyler that back? We... <laughs> no, I don't think we needed Tyler back because he did start the drama on night one and mm-hmm. I was like, why is this guy even starting things? Yeah. But I, I did, I think we both kind of knew that when he brought that up, we're like, both of these guys are probably instigators. They uh, probably aren't going to stick around that long. And the whole reason that Yosef is probably going to stick around is because he's probably the more villainous villain here. Yeah, it's just a rough scenario for uh, for Tyler C. The poor guy got sent home for a week. He kind of looks like a jerk. And now we're going, Tyler C., you were onto something. Because he, pro- I, I wonder how much of this he knew. Like, I wonder if he was like actually trying to be cautious of how much yes. he was sharing. So he wasn't on the show being like, hey, yes. I know, I know there's a video out there, Yosef, of you doing things to yourself. And like, I know, I know all this, but I'm, all I'm going to say is that you were flirting with and investing into a relationship with somebody I know. Yes, you're right. He may have been being a gentleman and being censored instead of saying, hey, you're whacking off in a video. I th- I think so. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. That's Ooh. oh, just absolutely. Be- because wild. in that case, you know, listening to this TikTok, I'm thinking maybe that was worthy of bringing up night one as a red flag. <laughs> yeah, I mean. All right, I get all right. It now. let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on to our next Claire-related hot topic. One topic that feels like it happened so long ago, uh, but it really wasn't. It's been within this week, but there's been so many headlines in Bachelor Nation. This is one we have to mention. Bachelorette Claire Crawley fires back at claims she lied about not attending prom. This according to page six. Okay, so this woman got on Instagram last week and said, um, okay, Claire, 
you're lying basically about taking about not going to prom as she mentioned during the episode because my quote quote my husband took claire crawley to senior prom at claire crawley you went to prom (laughs) hashtag bachelorette hashtag claire crawley hashtag senior ball she wanted people to see this she also hashtagged hot husband um and she also (laughs) continued to say um claire went to an all-girls school or um, comments by celebs who reposted this and brought attention to it. They have a lot of followers. They said, note, Claire went to an all-girls school. This husband went to an all-boys school. You can call it what you want. Senior ball, senior prom. It took place in the spring. But later on, this wife of the husband, she did put out a message apologizing um, for jumping to conclusions. So... I mean, Claire had said, hey, I, I went to a dance. I just didn't get to go to prom. I mean, you know, semantics yeah. here. Like, I, I don't really know what's what. I don't know what a ball is compared to prom or whatever. However, the lady did apologize and say, hey, I was wrong for doing this. Here's my take from the story. And you tell me what yours is. Be careful before you speak. Like, Claire, Claire is a public figure. You are somebody at home. Um, you post this picture to try to what, like call her a liar to make people question her integrity. And then it gets spread around before she has a moment to defend herself. And then you have to retract your post by saying, yeah, I was actually wrong. Claire's right. Like, let's all be careful with what we say about people and how we try to, again, expose people because it does have an impact. Like people were talking about this for a week. Yeah. I wonder like, why this lady didn't ask her husband specifically what dance this was and that she to to point out what Claire says. So Claire says, you do know there's more dances in high school that are not prom. Turns out it's just someone digging up old photos. P.S. Why is she keeping her husband's old dance photos? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, she says, um, I went to a new school senior year and I did in fact not go to prom. So I think my biggest question here is, yeah, why did this lady one, not ask her husband, her hot husband (laughs) details before posting this on Instagram. And secondly, why is she keeping these photos around? And like, just had, she's just like, Oh, I can't believe Claire just said that on the show. I can't wait to open up the old photo album and, and, blast this out to the internet it's weird makes her look in like jealous i don't know yeah i mean i could see how this plays out i i don't know the story but like i can see where you've had these photos saved up somehow some way claire's on the first season of the bachelor and the husband goes oh i know claire actually i went to prom with her and they pull he goes out and like finds that picture and then they've just like had it like somewhere accessible because they tell their friends about how he went to prom or he went to a dance with claire and so it's, I, I can see how this happens. Okay, fine. You're right. I can see, you're right. If Jared went to prom with Olivia Culpo. some sort, oh, wow, boy, you had to go with Olivia, the most beautiful person <laughs> in the entire world that it actually could have made sense with because they live only towns apart. Uh, yeah, but if, if Jared did go to prom with Olivia, I would actually show everybody. And you would hold on like, to the picture. Jared, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I would totally hold off to the picture. I'd be so, like, Jared, I'm sorry you ended up with me. Yeah, well, no, that's not true, Ashley. You're beautiful. But I, 
I can see how this plays out. That that part isn't concerning. I'm just saying, hey, be careful before you speak because this be- did become a story. And maybe just possibly this lady who posted it didn't realize how big of a story this could become. Like she thought, oh, some people will see this. This will get some laughs from my friends, whatever. Well, the yeah. story the story goes viral and everybody's yeah. talking about it and showing this picture. And then she's like, holy cow, I need to retract this because until you're in it, you don't realize the power of social media and mm-hmm. – it got out of control fast. Well, she did retract a statement. It's true that Claire didn't go to prom. And now we move on to Dale Moss. Well, The Bachelorette's Dale Moss has something to say about those city modeling photos. This according to Bustle. Ashley, for those who have no clue what this headline is even about, explain, please. You guys, just type in Dale Moss Party City. So now that people are at Party City... And uh, trying to shop for Halloween costumes, <laughs> some people have come across the fact that Dale has modeled for um, costumes for Superman, a Roman, a Roman sent you know a Roman warrior, and even a taco. So if you go online, you can see Dale as a taco. Uh, funny pun, Dale Taco for all you know, Dale Taco for Dale Taco for all you California people out there who love a good Del Taco. Uh, so I think people thought that this would embarrass Dale, but he's leaning into it. He's saying he loves it. He says, read your contracts, kids. The wink face, it could be worse. I think he means that they're still using these pictures, even though they were taken a while back. Uh, but I think he's having a sense of humor about it, and I like that. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's just like a funny find. I can't imagine the person that found it first, but... Uh, on to uh, a bigger topic, I think, other than dressing up in costumes, which, hey, I hope you all get to do and have a lot of fun doing it here in the next week. Becca Kufrin reveals whether she thinks the Bachelor franchise works after the split with Garrett. This according to Us Weekly. Yes. Becca says that she found love in her friendships. She says this in a photo with her friend Caroline from Ari season. But... A source is also exclusively telling Us Weekly that Becca is really broken up about her breakup with Garrett. She said that um, she thought Garrett was her person forever. But that being said, she also said on an episode of the Happy Hour podcast this week that a little part of her is kind of excited to see which of these cast-offs from Claire slash Tasha's season will be single and um, maybe mingling with her in the upcoming months. I uh, I get to spend a lot of time with Becca and um, she's fantastic and I I mean she's gonna be she's gonna be fine like she is a catch at every level, um, but it has to be a weird time like I remember this season where you've just recently broken up and everybody's talking about it and everybody knows about it, um, but it's good to hear you know what it's uh, and I just hear that and you know what excites me about Becca as a friend is that she's excited about dating like she's saying hey I'm I'm looking forward to seeing who's out there because I'm single now. That's a good sign. Like, I think that's a sign of being healthy and ready to move on. And um, I wish that for her. Uh, Becca's a great, a great friend. Well, on to uh, a girl from my season, um, Kayla Quinn. Bachelor's Kayla Quinn decides to cancel her wedding uh, to Nick Borello amid the coronavirus pandemic. This according to Us Weekly. This is too bad. They've dated for a while. Ashley, what do you know about this? They were planning on tying the knot in Italy in this coming May, May 2021, but they wanted to like have a deadline. They didn't want to be one of those people that just canceled their wedding last minute, so they wanted to decide what they were going to do by January, but she talked to her dad, she says, and 
because of travel being so limited to Europe, they decided to cancel it. And um, as of right now, according to this article, they uh, don't have any future date planned. Now, this headline is a little bit misleading, though. Like, they're still Yeah, it engaged. sounds like they broke up or yeah, something. No, they yeah. They're happily engaged. <laughs> they just yeah. weighed the options and said, hey, we're not going to do the wedding like we thought we were. It's not worth it for us. Um, yeah. And so they're just moving on. But they, they're still together. Right. Happily uh, together. Well, uh, Ashley, two more big topics here. Uh, one is just... Uh, Bachelorette's alum Hannah Brown poses naked on vacation in sexy pool pic. This, according to Us Weekly. Yeah, I mean, she looks hot. It's a thirst trap for sure. Any guy who hasn't texted her back will be texting her back. <laughs> it's very sexy. Um, also, if you guys didn't see this week, Adele did a spoof of The Bachelor on SNL. It was very funny. She sang hello and someone like you as she was one of the girls competing for the heart of a bachelor, you know, a fake bachelor named Ben K. And this all took place within the first row ceremony cocktail party. It was very funny. So she keeps interrupting people in song. So if you haven't seen that, so check that good. out on YouTube. Uh, and then a final little note, Tyler Cameron came out this week and he said that <laughs> picking out an engagement ring for Hannah Brown was one of the hardest things he's ever done. He says it was a 12 out of 10 on a level of difficulty. And what he decided ultimately, and this is just so crazy that like at once upon a time, Tyler Cameron picked out an engagement ring for Hannah, right? Um, but he said, ultimately he decided, just give me the biggest one there is that fits Hannah's personality, big personality, big, big ring. I mean, that's, that's, uh, it's, it just is an interesting experience picking out that ring. It always is for anybody. Um, but you know, for, I, I look back on the time and I think it's like, maybe it's, it's just me, but it feels obvious. Like pick the biggest ring. Like, just, yeah. just pick the biggest. It's not yeah. that hard. Like, look at this thing and <laughs> see which diamond stands out the most and then say this is this will be it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, before we wrap up this segment, because we're about to get into interviews, I wanted to do Ben's story time right now. As we have been for the past couple weeks, Ben has been regaling us with a tale of his life that he does not share in his to-be-released-in-February book. Uh, so alone in plain week, sight. It's an alone in plain sight, guys. Pre-order it. Yes, it comes please. out in February. That's right. Please do that. Okay. So you mentioned just in one sentence in the book that there was a time where you got your head stuck in a walking bridge and mm. it had to be cut out by the fire department while bystanders watched. Yeah, now tell us the entire story. Yeah, it's a good, great point. Actually, uh, this story time has been really good for me. It's really healthy and therapeutic and I'm excited to continue because they do get, they do get pretty intimate here uh, as the weeks will continue. So make sure you tune in for that. Well, here's the story. Uh, there is a, uh, she's actually a huge bachelor fan. I just made a video for her and her friends. Um, her name is uh, Johanna. And uh, she was uh, my preschool crush, like my preschool crush. And Aww. yeah, I remember this. I was, you know, again, only child that just entered preschool. And so I would chase her around the playground. Well, the truth was, though, she had a crush on my cousin, or at least that's how I remember it. I don't know <laughs> if that was true or not, but she wanted to give my cousin attention. She didn't want to give me any attention, but I was like a year younger than her. So I was like chasing her around. Uh, 
And you know those walking bridges that you have on the playgrounds that are like wooden planks and they're chained together and they kind of, yeah. yeah, like, the, the, and so there was one of those <laughs> and it was, uh, the, the slots in it were a little bit wider on the side. So like the sides where the handles were, were like, um, like there was railing kind of like a wood railing that kept it in. Well, she ran up the walking bridge and I was running on the playground as a preschool and I stuck my head through the wood slots on the side and I turned my head to like yell at her or something I forget and playfully flirtatiously flirtatiously yelling at her (laughs) and uh I tried to pull my head out and I was not able to get my head back out like for whatever reasons my ears were easier going forward than they were getting pulled backwards and so I was literally stuck so here's the thing they call my parents my parents don't answer for whatever reason I think they're at work (laughs) So they have to call my my aunt and my grandpa who come and give approval for the fire department to literally cut me out of this walking bridge during preschool as I'm trying to like flirt with this girl as like, I don't know how old you are in preschool, like three, four, whatever. Four. Yeah. And here's the funniest part of the story. So we're at Thanksgiving maybe five, six years ago. And I bring up this story because I remember it. Uh, and my mom goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, when I got my head caught in the thing in preschool, I was like, grandpa, you remember that? He goes, Oh, I remember that somehow, some way, like my parents never found out about it. Like, no, I promise you, my mom and dad never found out about this. Like I gotten cut out. My grandpa or grandma had came and picked me up from preschool. I went back with them. Like maybe somebody had forgotten to tell them just like it, whatever, somehow, some way, my parents who are very loving, very involved parents, they will tell you to stay. They never knew about this until the Thanksgiving dinner, like not that long ago that I brought it up. So here's That's hilarious. Here's the moral Plus, of the story. It's just like, what a little bachelor move of you, uh, you know, like that was stuff. like the bachelor in training and he, he had a little hiccup. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to be a romantic and yell at her name. And, uh, she's a huge bachelor fan now. And yeah, like I said, it was funny. I just got a random, uh, DM from her the other day saying, Hey, can you make my friends and I a video? for a watch party. And I was like, of course I can. Like she's the best. And she, you know, she's a sweet girl. And, but, um, (laughs) I just thought it was funny. It it does remind me of that story. So anyways, uh, kids listening, I'm sure we have some like, you know, young kids listening to this podcast. Uh, don't stick your head in bridges. Uh, Hey, (laughs) actually let's take a break. When we come back, uh, let's do some interviews, uh, and then break down this week's episode. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, it's been a couple months, over six, I think, since we talked to Courtney Robertson, and I'm mind blown at how fast six months went and how much has happened to Courtney since. Hey, Courtney, Miss Mother and Wife now. Hi, I know. It's so surreal. Oh, my gosh. So much has happened um, in a year and a half. <laughs> That's it's so cool. No, yes, yeah, so you were on, on our podcast in March, and then I remember being with you at a Lionel Richie concert. I think it couldn't be more than two years 
ago now I think it was like two years ago this fall and you were just like I am so single hook me up with someone and now you're married to Humberto your very handsome husband and you have the beautiful Joaquin your son how how much of a whirlwind has your life been you know it's been a lot you know you know I lost my mom last summer and like a lot of big life events I had I was dating Humberto then um we met in april and he moved in in july so so many things and then we got you know pregnant engaged and all these exciting things and then planning a wedding as you know ashley was intense during a pandemic um but it's just now it's like okay calming down and it's just been really exciting and pretty easy (laughs) did you have anything with the wedding planned um, was there any alterations that you had to make, make to the wedding or was this the way you planned it? Pretty much. I mean, we were like, should we just go down to the courthouse? But, um, we had already paid for pretty much everything and deposits and everything was non-refundable. So I was like, I don't want to leave money on the table. Uh, we had a hundred people originally on our guest list. We already sent out the save the dates. Um, so we just started scaling it back. I mean, we have some high risk people in our family and, we uh, ended up doing our first looks in the chapel my parents got married at, but Aww, it's, it's so small. I mean, like 30 people can fit in there. We're like, let's not cram a bunch of people in a small space. So we moved outside and then we actually got married um, on that terrace. So people were like seated, comfortable, and we just, we did all the safety precautions, you know. This is, uh, as Ashley mentioned, this has been a crazy, you know, couple years for you, but especially the last six months. Uh, obviously now you are married, but you also just had a child, Joaquin. Uh, what is motherhood like? Oh my gosh. It's everything I thought it would be. And then some, um, it's like, they say like the Grinch, like your heart just grows like three sizes. Um, it's definitely has its challenges, but, uh, it's been, just been amazing. I'm just savoring every, every little milestone. (laughs) Like he's starting to sit up and. He's sleeping really good, so that's good. But so, because because as we talk right now, Joaquin is how old? He is four months. Four months old. All right, awesome. And he has a Dodgers uh, jersey on, which hurts my heart. But he is a good-looking kid, really good-looking boy. <laughs> yeah, he's so he's playful. He's got like a really good nature. Um, he's a Gemini. He was born on Juneteenth. Um, I actually saw Becca. Was it Martinez had a baby the same day? Oh, yeah. oh. A couple days early, we really wanted the cancer baby, but he came. He was a perfect gentleman. Delivery was smooth. I mean, you just you don't know what you don't know. So, I mean, with the pandemic and having to labor in a mask, um, it's definitely knowing that he's in the world. I guess I'll say this: like, I will probably never sleep the same again. Mm. You know, he's just like, just like the best. <laughs> you had to labor in a mask. Yeah, that's yeah. really and rough. Luckily, I didn't have to like go for too long. Like you hear these horror stories about people like laboring for days and uh, it was limited space. It must have been like a full moon Friday kind of sitch. But thank God I got my epidural. I was laboring. They didn't have a room for me for a while. So um, poor Umberto, he was like, oh, so hard to watch. It's so uncomfortable until you get that. Yeah. Is there anybody else allowed in the room? I, I don't know the restrictions when it comes to having a child but was he able to be there beside you during the whole pregnancy yeah yeah umberto was allowed to be there and he had a mask on um and he did so good i mean i was really out of breath towards the end and he was like i could just hear him in my ear like keep going keep going 
And I felt like they were, it's like LA, I always like compared to LA traffic, you know, when people are like, I'll be there in five minutes and yeah. you haven't their house. <laughs> like the doctor saying like, you know, he's going to be here. He's on his way. And I was like thinking like, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden he's just in the world. It's like, I get goosebumps. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What's, what's something about motherhood that has surprised you? Um, let's see. I think like the, um, but like the instincts are natural, like, cause you don't know what to expect. And like, I hired like a sleep coach to come in and help us the first couple of weeks and oh, nice. just learning like how to be with him. And like, they need to learn the difference between night and day and wake up and happy, happy. And, but yeah, that's been, um, refreshing, I guess. Uh, you know, I've heard, I listen to your podcast regularly and you guys talk about coming oh, parents. I love it. Yeah. And it's like, you just, you don't know what to expect. And I've, right. I've been pleasantly surprised at like, just like you kind of know what to do. Not all the time, but it does come naturally. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Don't it takes worry. Yeah. If not, just Google it. We're always like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you said something super interesting um, that I haven't stopped thinking about. You said now that Joaquin's in the world, you're never going to be able to sleep the same. Why is that? It's just like I have this little person to like, I mean, he can't speak for himself and I just need to take care of him and and you know it's just it's like probably like your parents feel like when you travel or you're nervous it's just one of those things he's always at the top of mind but it also creates a little anxiety for me too and like with the wedding and navigating like a lot of my friends haven't met him or like people coming to the house and like you know do you tell him to put a mask on and like for me, it's like, that's where I'm like, my voice, I need to really step up and protect them, you know? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about your wedding day for a little bit more? I just want to know about how emotional it is. Can you paint a picture of the day for us, where it was, the setting? Because yeah. I see the People magazine photos, and you guys just look stunning. Oh, thank you. Well, um, so it was in Savannah, Arizona. I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's like a super special place to me. My parents got married there 40 years ago, and... Um, it's about a two hour drive from where we live. So for me, it was like, I grew up going there and hiking and we wanted a place to where we could go just for a day trip, like every on our anniversary. Um, so yeah, that was, it was nice. And his family came, it was just my immediate family. A couple of my cousins couldn't come. Um, so it just was 25 adults and five kids. And it was, it worked out that the day was emotional for me. Obviously I, you know, lost my mom and that was really heavy for me um and that's part of the reason why we moved it out of the chapel we did our first looks in there but it just as the day approached it just got to be too heavy and for my dad too so yeah um, but the muse like things went wrong like i'm like i've learned like i'm maybe not as detail oriented as i <laughs> would like to be <laughs> i didn't enjoy the wedding planning like the correspondence and you know all the details but the day of like things went wrong and i just kind of had to have some grace and just we just wanted it to be some a day that we'll always remember so i'm so sorry about your mom i remember seeing that on instagram i'm so i was so sad for you um uh, did she get to meet humberto before she passed no and that was really hard for me for sure that was hard but he was right there by my side and um yeah like he came i mean to be new in a relationship and go through that is you know he's just been like my rock so yeah, he's a really good, he's a really good guy. Now, where is he from? Uh, is he from Arizona as well? 
Yeah, so he grew up here and then he went to law school in New York and I was actually modeling at the time living there. So we lived in New York at the same time. We've just kind of been passing ships. So. Oh, that's beautiful. How'd you guys meet? Remind me. I, DM'd I know you told us, but yeah, refresh our memories, please. So he had liked a couple of photos of mine on Instagram and I, I, I DM'd. I did the old like, where do I know you from? And I really thought I knew him. A friend of mine, an old friend of mine had dated him like 10 years ago. So his name is pretty unique. So yeah. I was like, where do I know? I mean, there was some truth to it. And then he was like, I remember if I met you. And we went out a few days later and it was pretty, pretty instant for me. Like just, which I didn't know if I'd have that feeling. I was starting to like lose hope and, you know, you know, dating. And actually, you know, I saw you, I was kind of like open-minded or whatnot, but mm -hmm. um, kind of, and now I feel for people dating in this pandemic. I, and know. I, I got a nice message on instagram the other day from a girl saying like i'm keeping my instagram open because of you i'm 35 and single Aww. and i hear a lot of that and i'm like just like that photo you know just yeah. i know ben that's how yeah. you fiance too so, so yeah it's the same way i met jess as i messaged her so i'm yeah i'm not against it i think it's a great idea yeah, yeah. be bold out there who cares like what what's the worst is going to happen they're not going to respond or they're not going to be into it Whatever. And I think like unsend messages too. And honestly, yes. and he doesn't believe me. I hear him and they're playing so cute. Um, this is the first time I've ever DM'd a guy. Like I swear, Bible. Like I, I just was like, I'm gonna take a chance. I was ready to put myself out there, and it was maybe beginner's luck. I, maybe, but like. I hadn't messaged. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but it's not like more than three no. girls that I had. Ben ever doesn't met. seem like a guy that just slides into whoever's hot DM. Yeah, I hadn't. Um, and I was actually encouraged by my buddies to do it. So like, here's the truth. You do it on the first try. Let's say mine is like the second try, maybe third. Like, here's the here's the warning. Be careful if you're really looking for a partner and you message somebody on Instagram. The chances of it working out long term are fairly high. So be aware i think so i think the odds <laughs> are your favor yeah i like that I like that well hey courtney uh it's really great to catch up with you and I, from the whole podcast team here and the and the people listening uh it's obvious you have just like dove headfirst into motherhood in the coolest of ways uh i wish everybody could see like you holding your child because i know they would just get a picture of how much you love him and uh just how awesome it is that you are raising life into this world. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing some time with us. We'll let you get back to playing um, as a family out in the living room, which, you know, as you said, they're doing right now. Yeah, I know. I love that's like the best sound in the world, just hearing them. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. This is this has been an amazing story to watch. Well, Ashley, thank you. I'm happy for you guys too. Thank and you. I can't wait for you if you're ready. If you ever need any tips or anything, anything call me because that's also been really nice just like how embraced i've been like welcomed into the motherhood club <laughs> i love that i definitely will reach out yes anytime well thank you guys so much thank you, thank you. have a great bye <laughs> see you okay, ashley as we were uh as we're closing up here with courtney we were talking about this there's been a lot of babies being born into bachelor nation here recently i mean it's crazy i know <laughs> So crazy. A lot of life in this world. Hey, uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we are going to break down this week's episode with a Bachelor super fan. We'll be back on the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. 
Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Okay, guys, we got Marika Domanchek on the podcast. She is a she's a very well-known actress from oh. Grey's Anatomy, Brothers and Sisters, North Shore, The Help, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. And right now you're calling us from oh, Connecticut. Yeah. You and your husband, Scott Foley, yes, are now are. in Connecticut. We did a big move during the pandemic. That's always fun. <laughs> is that where you guys are from? Who, who's from no, there? Nobody. I was born in Poland and raised in Brooklyn. And my whole family is in New Jersey and New York. And okay. we've been in L.A. I've been there 17 years. He's been there 30. And it was just time. And we had planned the move before a pandemic. And then pandemic hit and we did it anyway what uh why oh, Connecticut? because it's just close enough to new york new jersey to my family but just far away enough from new york new jersey uh, nice. <laughs> perfect and yeah. uh it's beautiful and we can still work you know it's really close to the city it's like no problem to go to new york city to manhattan to work and it's good. It's just nice, more suburbs for the children. We have three kids, so. So nice. Yeah. I met you at the iHeart Awards, iHeart Music Festival last year, and we talked about The Bachelor, and oh. we had no filter when we talked about Zero. it. And all the characters from it. So let's stay with that theme while we recap this third episode of Claire's season. Oh my starting God. with Yosef. Give us all your thoughts about this scene with Yosef. Well, I feel like Yosef tried to like play the sa- the dad card and I was yeah. just not feeling it at all. Cause like as a mom and I have a husband and we have three kids, like you left your kid to be on this show, to be with Claire. So like, then you can't turn it around and say she doesn't have class and mm. this and that. I'm like, do you not know what you signed on for? <laughs> mm. Like, like she doesn't have kids. She's free. She's, she's going to look like you like paused your life for this. So who's the I, uh, he's been all over the headlines yeah. this week too. I mean, we just broke it down at the beginning of the episode with uh, kind of his history, and it feels like every week up until this point, when obviously he says goodbye, Yosef has been like, I feel like we never got to see him fully vil- villainized. Like he was always yeah. that close, and like I think he could have like self destructed himself, but I feel like him leaving early was his best move to not make a fool of himself anymore. <laughs> Wait. What? about he was a fool i don't think you could get worse than what he did here oh, in this episode. drag this on for two more weeks it's worse than it was just for three weeks i also feel like he no. knew that it was going craptastic for him so he was like oh i'm gonna be i'm gonna send myself out before she kicks me out it was like this was to- like totally tell you know he has like zero self-esteem but then usually when that happens he acts like big man you know and i'm like where's this confidence coming from <laughs> he seemed prideful 
that he had the villain narrative. Mm -hmm. It was like he was leaning in completely to being that guy. He didn't even have like any, you know how normally they try to like backtrack and save themselves? He was like, no, no saving. I'm not going to even like try to make what I just said seem more gentle. I'm going to fully lean in and just repeat myself over and Mm -hmm. over again. He's just so unattractive. <laughs> His attitude There's... and everything all together made it just so like smarmy. He seems so smarmy to me, you know. Like there... what? Like why? Why are you there? Like I don't know what his intentions were. That chick's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> they had yeah, I love her. I love watching her. Poor man. I can't hear you. Hi guys. Good job. Hi Scott. Do you watch the show with Maria? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We watch it all the time. Oh, That's oh fantastic. We're having a discussion right now. Ben thinks Yosef could have stuck around a few more weeks and been even more villainous. It could there be such a thing? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think you're right, Ben. And and here's why he he decided to blow it all up in one sort of fell swoop. Right? He could have doled that hate out mm-hmm. over three or four more episodes. <laughs> stuck around. He could have gotten some guys on his side because she is not sort of playing your typical bachelorette role. And he really could have drugged that out. Mm, I'm with you, man. It must just be us. I, I think we're alone on this thought here uh, between the two women. But I, I'm with you. I think he could have gone off a lot worse. Now, it was bad. Don't get me wrong. It was bad. But, like, give me two more weeks of how bad that was. That guy has – it's a lot worse looking. Yeah, look, you, cou- you couple that allow. with her behavior. Uh, and, you know, who knows where things are going to go. What do you mean her behavior? Look, look, I, I'm I am a I am a romantic. I'm gonna get on my knees here. I'm a romantic at heart. All right. I believe in love, but the premise of this show, good or bad, is to string people along, right? You've got a whole group of people. You can't choose one person in the first week or the second week. Then what you end up doing is what she's done, which is unfortunately alienating the rest mm. of the guys and building up this uh this sense of distrust and uh you know they were all sort of loyal to her without any reason to be at the beginning except for the fact she's the bachelorette sorry i love you good to see you guys (laughs) (laughs) i mean we talked about it last night i'm like we just feel everything i'm saying (laughs) but you want to say too because we love the batch we love you guys But going off of what Scott was saying, I think that because she's not behaving in the prototypical lead way, that it's creating a much more entertaining season for us. I don't know about that because you kind of are like, if you know, I mean, listen, I rewatched right now just the last half hour again. The amount mm-hmm. of times she talks about Dale, she literally is like, I would have slept with him last night. Oh, I wish she was here on this day. Oh, I can't stop thinking about him. Like, we got it. We got it. He's hot. He's definitely, definitely a good-looking man. He really is. Does he like her? Eh, jury's out for me. I cannot tell. I cannot tell anything with him. He is like one emotion across the board, that pretty smile. And then I have not seen him go any levels, any levels of like any, any emotion. So I don't know if he likes her or if he just likes making out with her. Okay, here's my thoughts on that. 
I kind of drank the Dale Kool-Aid this episode. Like, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to throw caution into the wind and totally ship these two. I really liked the way that he behaved once Yosef left screaming. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the other guy's approach with like, oh, I'm so heated right now. Like, they're all puffing up their chest. Right. I, I really liked his approach, the way he like gently came up to her. Of course, that was like producer-led. They were like, oh, you can go walk over to Claire now. Um, but... I, I'm trying to lean into them being together. However, I I wonder if he would have all these, all these moves and all this sweet Daleness would exist no matter who the lead was. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who, you don't know who he is. He could be like that with any, maybe he just wants to win. You know, he's an athlete, ex-athlete. Maybe he's just like, wants to be the winner, loves to be the front runner. Like it's a competition. He's there. I'm not saying he doesn't like her. Obviously, they have physical chemistry, you know, but I just don't feel it. Like in other seasons and stuff, when two people connect, like you feel it more. Like, I just don't feel it for whatever reason. I know she's completely infatuated. I mean, she calls him her fiance to the producer when she's like walking away. She's like, these guys are dogging my fiance. I'm like, girl, you do not even have a one on one with him. I'm with you. It just seems fishy. Like either she's just crazy infatuated he's so hot in real life that she's like oh my god i love you or they secretly were talking or their relationship is something already established because she had no problem talking to every single dude tell me about dale tell me about dale. what dale said about me like eighth grade style like oh did you hear this what did he say 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 but it's so fun <laughs> and relatable <laughs> i was gonna say i mean that's one thing that we've always known about claire is, you know, with even, like, when her games we were on it with her, like, with Benoit or, like, some of the, like, she's very passionate. Like, passionate is a word I'd use to describe Claire. And I I want to go back and listen to a couple of our podcasts. I bet when Claire was announced as The Bachelorette, we had predicted, just knowing her, that something like this could easily happen with her because she is passionate and she's very committed and she puts her sights on something. She goes after it. Now, here's the problem with picking one and isolating them, though. The, the love story part, I can kind of get behind. It's like that's sweet and that's nice and you found your love. I get that when she's saying, hey, you can get mad at that, but you can't get mad at love. The problem is we only get four weeks of a season. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like it's that over. at the end. I like that at the end. I like that <laughs> yeah. halfway through. I like that when like 10 guys are gone or seven guys are gone and then it's narrowed down and then you can see the spark. And then, you know, because at that point, right, towards the end, you're like invested in other people. And, you, and even if they're not the one, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. So there's a little bit of finesse to how okay. you treat the other contestants. So yeah. see, there's zero finesse for her. She like could give two yeah. if they get mad at her. All she wants to talk about is Dale. So it kind of makes it, I was so happy when some of the guys were like, this is BS. Like, why am I here? You know? That's a good point when you say that they end up caring about them because they end up caring for the person they are. Yeah, instead of your feelings, even though you're not the one. I know I'm not picking you, but like at this point, I feel like I'll feel a little gross if I'm not nice to you. At this point, yeah, I get that. All her eggs are in one basket, and it's crazy obvious. So it also makes it, you know, it's the weirdest at the weirdest season ever because the pandemic and the way this set up, and they're all you know isolated with each other and like at la quinta and like everything's just right there so it must be so weird for these dudes to like feel like she's just like nothing doesn't care about any can you name one other person you think she likes 
I honestly don't know if I could name many other people from the season. I've watched yeah. every episode. There's just no main characters like right now. Like there's no. kind of them, but there's like nobody that were like, oh my gosh, he's the no, sweetest. I thought he's that guy Zach really liked her. I could, I thought that he liked her, and I cannot <sighs> believe that she just like kicked him out because of an awkward second. <laughs> We got to talk about that. Let's take one break here. When we come back, we're going to continue to break down this episode of The Bachelorette. Yes, it's wild. There's a lot to talk about. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Zach was the guy that I picked just based on pictures mm. and months, months ago, not when we saw the full and final, you know, October premiere cast, but, but I predicted him to win the whole thing. See? See? The guy that she yeah. eliminated <laughs> because of the awkward liked her though. But he like, he seemed like he liked her. And I didn't, I didn't get that. I watched that part twice too. I didn't see him push her away. Like, I don't know what her deal was in that second of like, oh my God, he pushed me away. And now I'm like, <sighs> Not feeling safe. Really? Yeah. I watched it twice too, and I was like, oh, that really was as awkward as she acted. Like, he did not go, you know, the hitch rule, you're supposed to go like 80 20. She went in for it 80, and he, he went like, in 0%. He was holding her hands. I don't know. It was just I, the whole thing. It was a weird thing to send someone home over unless you're in love with somebody else already, so you don't give two. I think. This is, this is a big topic, though, because there was. You know, she was uncomfortable. Like the reason she sent him home wasn't just the kissing. Though. No, I get it. It, that... it, was, it. Was she said she felt unsafe and she doesn't want to go there and talk about it, and it just she got a bad vibe. Like I get that she got a bad vibe, so it was out. I just couldn't see it as an audience member. Like I couldn't, I didn't see it. You know, I think we're not taking into consideration the vibes that Claire got from Zach. I'm thinking that we need to just trust Claire's decision on eliminating Zach when she did. It goes beyond an awkward kiss. It was the fact that he tried to pull her back multiple times after the failed kiss that she felt triggered by. He made her feel uncomfortable and something about that experience with him reminded her of her past. This wasn't just her trying to get rid of another guy to get closer to being with Dale, I think. Uh, Zach may be a nice guy that we won't get to know beyond this moment, but Claire's intuition told her he wasn't right for her. And I think that it's just important that we point that out. I mean, so as fans, and I, and I want to pull this to the listeners, uh, mm -hmm. please email us or, or tweet us and, and hashtag the Almost Famous Podcast within it. In that moment, um, were, did, were you seeing what Claire was feeling? Like, And I think that's... For us as as viewers, when he was in the car, I I think if I 
I think he was kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was obviously something there that just made her say goodbye. Now, here's the question for you. Was it because she was still still so into Dale that she really wasn't in the mood to date anybody whatsoever at any level? Or was there something there? Like, did he not lean in for the kiss? Was there an uncomfortability? And she said, hey, really, like, you just got to go. I think there's both. I think she got embarrassed that mm-hmm. it wasn't a quicker move in for a kiss. I, th- yeah. I think she felt a little rejected for a split second. And then she was like, mm. I don't like you anyway. And you're not going to make me look bad. So peace the fuck out. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I completely agree with her. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like going off of last week's group date when the guys didn't immediately jump mm-hmm. up to take uh, her away. Yeah. She wants that. She likes it. She like she has that it. moment She's of like, I'm here. Yeah. Hello. All eyes on me. Yeah. Or like, Interesting. Yeah. or get out <laughs> because she's, you yeah. know, not for nothing she is 39 years old and she kind of knows what she wants and she's not playing but it's kind of weird only because you sign on for the show and there's a certain way the show goes so it's like <laughs> you gotta pick a lane you know yeah. i mean ben you were the bachelor like do they ever tell you like even if you find the one don't don't like reveal all or like keep it going or like whatever like i don't know because it's so odd to me that she's just like he's that's it <laughs> Day one. Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, I think the show doesn't really. Okay. So what, this is how it happens. Like when you start to have your favorites, uh, the show encourages you, says stay open. Right. And and they kind of say, because you've seen episodes or seasons before, or you know that like there's twists and turns that you won't expect until the very end. And so until that very end, until that moment that you're celebrating, stay open to the process, stay open to get to know these, these people. And, and I think that's what helps you out because you end up respecting, loving, caring about many people because mm-hmm. you're learning about them. And then the end is always super difficult, like you said, because you care, yeah. but also super exciting because you're at the end. That's um, what makes the show so good. That's why like me and Scott love watching it. It's like towards middle, towards yeah. the end where you can see relationships, even friendships or whatever, or just like caring yeah. about another human. Where it gets like I think you, good, you know? I think you'll get that at least with Tasha. So now you'll think of it like two totally separate seasons. And like this season is like the unique, never been seen before, transparent girl right. who I do feel is so relatable. Like she can't stop thinking or faking that she's just into one person. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of girls out there that are like, oh, Claire is me. That's how I would be in this situation. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's how I think of it. And then like, while we can't watch a whole season of this, at least we'll get to our regularly regularly scheduled programming what if Dale with Tasia. What if Dale's like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I like Tasia. Yeah. Oh my god, but you don't. But it could, right? Oh, yes, I mean, who knows? I'm so, yes, I'm, that could so I'm so excited to see if he if he's gonna go. If she goes, if he's gonna go with it. I uh, so here's uh, based on experience. Yes, that would be wild, and that is super entertaining. Um, I can see though. Where, as a lead, if you pick a favorite and you make it very obvious and uh, that it it would destruct the environment immediately. So, like, what I'm saying is if you even at any level hint that you try to protect yourself from, from expressing and showing emotion or your interest in anyone when you're in group settings mm-hmm. to such a degree so that, like, it doesn't blow up the environment and it doesn't affect the masses. I mean, it spreads fast. And so if you do come out and you're like, hey, 
I like this person. I'm going to spend an hour of my group date with him, and I'm not really even going to care to come back to you. Like, I know if you did that on week one or if you did that in week six, everybody in the house would be affected, and they wouldn't. And it's hard to get over it mm-hmm. because it, it spreads quick. Mm-hmm. So, based on that question, do we think the guys in this house are roasting Dale the way they are because they are jealous? Or because there's another reason. Because for the first time, I'm watching this and I'm like, I don't know if we're being given any other reason beyond jealousy for them to hate him. Mm, I don't know. Like I said, there's no, show me who Dale is. Like, I don't know besides being handsome with a dope smile. I don't know who (laughs) Dale is. Like, he doesn't really, there's been no real discussions with him there's like a minute of him and easy talking easy by the way i love his personality so yeah, much like great. like you could see yeah. his personality you know what i mean yeah. i like the guys where immediately you're like oh i know who you are or the kind of guy you are i don't know the kind of guy dale is i don't know what the hell is dale saying to them in the house or maybe there's really not much to dale and he's just really beautiful and the guy's just making fun of him well we do see I think we can get a hint at who Dale is to the house because he does get called out and he doesn't mm-hmm. handle that well, no matter if you like yeah. Dale or not like that, that moment is him like kind of dancing around and being like, Oh, I got lost. And I, wa- I just randomly walked into Claire's room and there she yeah. was. And I was surprised like, okay, well, as all the guys are saying, Dale, if you're into it and you went after her, just, just tell us like yeah. that, yeah, that fixes fine. that. Like, just be honest with me about that. Yeah. So you see that. I think that starts to really make the, the guys mad because they don't feel like he's okay. on their side. And and then you see him and Easy talking. And Easy so far has been a character that you know I enjoy watching. I Me appreciate it. I like. And he is honest with Dale by saying, dude, I don't hate you. But I but like you've messed up like you I, I forget the exact words, but pretty much what he was saying is like you you talk around yourself all the time and you're not straightforward with us and you just say the right thing all the time. And that frustrates all of us because we don't get to know you. And we also are frustrated because you're the only one spending time with Claire. And I think if we want to know what Dale's like in the house, we have to trust a guy like easy who is obviously cares for him. It's like, yeah. not like, Hey, I don't, I, I want you to leave. But just saying like, if you want to make yeah. friendships here at all, then like, just be a little more honest. I just don't know if it's like, if it's just, he's like a little sneaky or a little immature or what it is. You know what I mean? I wish I could tell if he really liked Claire or not. Cause I'm telling you, like for me, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I, besides the physical, you know what I mean? Cause they don't have like any, like his love language speech was kind of eh, compared to some others. You know what I mean? They haven't had like a deep convo. They're just like making out all the time. They haven't had a deep conversation, right? Have they? No, they haven't. Well, we don't know the extent. We haven't of seen their it. Well, we haven't seen we it. Ha- we haven't seen it. She. Ha- Do you think that she's going to possibly leave this show, having never had a one-on-one with this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks like it's from the previews. It looks like it's coming quick. So, I mean, I don't know. I hope not. Because it would be so weird not to see that. Also, like I said, I know there's like a teeny percentage of me that's like, maybe he won't go. (laughs) That should be crazy. How is this conversation going to go? She's going to be like, or she sits down and has her Harrison thing where he says, we can't go on like this, Claire. And then he's just going to be like, and then. Well, he says you blow up the bachelorette, right? He says you blow up. Yeah. 
I don't know. So she, 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 so yeah, like you blow up the bachelorette and then is she just going to go to Dale's room and be like, look, I should probably not continue with this because I like you enough. Do you want to get out of here? <laughs> like, what, how's this conversation going to go down? Uh, can you, wait, pause. can I just pause There's fast track? Silence here. I mean, Great wait, question. one second, one second. <laughs> Can someone refresh my memory? Did she not do this on Batch in Paradise where she was like, uh, there's no one here for me, I'm out after a couple episodes. Am I wrong? Yes, I was there. Uh, yeah, you were there, yeah. Yes. Is that just like her MO, like not feeling it so she's just like out? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she was around when her games. That's the only time I've been like around her consistently. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she left and what didn't get talked about is she was engaged after Winter Games. Right. Like Benoit got down on one knee at a live show and she said, yes, like I was sitting next to her and I, and she came back and I was like, what just happened? Like, I, I, I didn't see this one coming. I mean, I was sitting right next to her and I was like, I feel like I'm watching something I shouldn't. And it, it proved that it right. wasn't, but yeah, I mean, what I know about Claire from being around her and Ashley Tillman from all, like she really wants to find love and she's very direct in her pursuit at love. And I think it was the biggest concern, if you will, about her being the bachelorette is that like she is she sets her eyes forward and she doesn't she's not like going to take the process slow. Like if this mm -hmm. is you're for me or you're not. And if you're not for me, then you can go home. If you are for me, then stick around and let's figure this thing out. But n I've never known Claire or seen Claire to be like, you're for me and I'm for you. Now <laughs> let's just get out of here. Right. Two. I don't know. I think this is kind of why I'm so into this because it's just so different and because she is so firm in her feelings. And even if she were to stick around for the 11 airing weeks that we normally get, she she there's no way she would fall for anyone other than Dare, Dale. She's going to have tunnel vision now throughout the yeah, end. Kind so of like, might as well leave early. Yeah, I feel like it, it, I feel like it's like game over now, especially because it's so awkward anyway, trying to meet someone in this way, you know, it's such a process and you already basically are closing the door on so many other guys. Like if I was one of the guys, I'd be like, Oh, I don't trust that you like me at all. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it almost seems like it would take a lot longer for there even to be like a number two or a number three or a number four person for her. I would agree. I'd also say that Blake, who did not play a huge role in this episode, is probably her number two. Uh, yes. He's such a far number two. Yeah. I, but I feel like he genuinely likes her. Like, <laughs> I feel like he likes her. He's sweet. But I don't know if that, I don't know. There's a, like a big age gap there too. There's 10 years between them. That's a lot of life experience that Claire has on him. Yeah, that is a lot. That's a lot of time. Um, okay, the one thing we didn't cover is the fact that she decided to forego the day portion of one of the group dates. Do we? <laughs> what the heck was that? I mean, it's like she's literally telling everybody, like, I've chosen. And that she didn't give herself the rose. She gave herself the rose. Oh, she didn't give rose. out the rose, She didn't too. give out the rose. She gave herself the rose. She gave her the pat on her back. I'm like, why are you giving yourself a rose? You, these, that was their mission was to roast. They all completed the mission. But you didn't like what you heard, so none of them got a rose? That's such crap. Guys, we have to be honest here. Like, <laughs> she is so into Dale. Like, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption that she is so into Dale 
that the show is actually downplaying just how much she is into Dale mm-hmm. and how uninterested she is in being around and being with any of these other guys. Like I, I, I was thinking the same thing, Ben. I was like, I bet you there was even more material. I, how could there be? In, in everything she says, she's like, I wish he was here. I would have slept with him. I would have stayed longer. Oh, I just need him around. Oh, he's just the best. Oh, he, I wonder what he's doing today. Oh, I, he's on the group date because I just needed him to be with, like, I just wanted to see him quickly. That's why he wasn't the uh solo date right yeah i mean you guys i thought that he was go. she was gonna invite him on the second group (laughs) date and be like dale gets two dates this week it would have been fantastic like why not at this point like seriously like if if this is if they if this is how this thing is gonna play out like let it let her let her do what she wants. Like if she wants him around all the time, if he wants, if she wants him to move in and like, she'll date. They should do like one episode where it's just the two of them, the whole hour and a half. And then you just see at the end, if they make it or not, like a fast forward, like a fast forward season, just like the two. It would be wild. So like, I think the show's underplaying just how into, into him she was. And I think all these decisions are based on the fact that she's, she is transparent and, and for everything that like, you know Claire's doing like she is being very authentic to how she's feeling I just really and hope he goes if if she goes I hope he goes with her I really do because I feel like that, that would be it's... I mean it's not funny I'm not laughing I like Claire and I want her to find love and I really hope but I can I have I had this vision of like mm, I don't know yeah. I don't know do you know what's funny is like Deanna came into her room and she was supposed to be like leading a date that afternoon. Oh, She's like, yeah. wait till you get to know these guys. And then the, the date's canceled. Deanna never shows back up again, may not have ever, ever met the yeah. guys. And then and then Claire is just like, yeah, I'm going to cancel the date portion. Um, it was honestly probably too hot. She either like one didn't have the energy Two, it was annoyed because Dale was Dale was not on that date. No, no. wait, Dale was not going to be on that no. date. He was on the first one. This was yeah, like the okay. second. Yeah. It was like and talking to his third... girlfriend after you like go on a date with a dude that you really like. Like it was like yes. it was like she was not on the bachelorette anymore. She was just like, Oh my god, let me tell you about you. <laughs> so great. She's I... like, I wanna get some sleep I... in. Okay. It's too hot outside. We're just gonna just ha- talk over drinks later. Oh I god. wish I would have I wish I would have known you could just like cancel dates when you're tired. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> like if that's how you if, the, if that's how you get some sleep at night, like that. Uh, today we're not meeting because I'm tired and it's hot outside and I just want to watch football. It's yeah. Saturday. See you later. And I use on. Yeah. Um, well, there's a few. Obviously, Dale is going to be the main storyline because that is the main storyline of our breakdown of this episode. It goes. It's the storyline that wraps its way all the way into next episode and even the episodes previous. But there are a few moments that we do need to highlight. We've already talked about Yosef. That is a big moment in this season. His his outburst Exit from the show his toddler, his outburst. His toddler outburst it was com- completely <laughs> inappropriate and his way of confronting it even his way of sitting down at the beginning and saying you know he almost to me looked like he took pride when he said you know me like i will speak my mind it's like there's a difference between speaking your mind and and just being a, a like, dick. Like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah a dick yeah. like there's his, a difference between his ego that. got bruised and this is how it came out. He can't hang. He's not like a man, man in that way. You know what I mean? He just went so, full baby mode. I'm going to say you're the oldest bachelorette. Okay. Bye Felicia. See you yeah. later. Like, and, and she doesn't care that much. Yes. Dale's right there in, in the, in the wings waiting but for it's like, what like, are you I'm doing? Good. And you, I'm like, what are you doing? You're a dad. Yeah. Go back home to your daughter and st- like, stop 
putting judgments on other people. You're a part of the show. It's supposed to be fun. And it's sometimes ridiculous. And you knew what you signed on for. And then he's going to come in like he's the most pious, like, it was so not classy. Okay. She she did stand up for herself in perfect Claire fashion. We have the clip of that. I've listened to you for the last 20 minutes. And I'm not done yet. I asked you, You know what? You are done. Let me tell you something. The way you're talking to me right now, never... In a million years, Claire, listen to me. Claire, listen hey, to me. No. Never in a million no. years did I ever think I would have to utter these words again. Do not ever talk to me like that. I never thought I'd ever have to tell any man that I would never want them being the father of my child. And I stand by that. I would never want my children having a father like you. Get out of here. The other thing I think we need to bring up before Marika leaves is Tasha's awkward <sighs> entrance. During the scenes for the next episode. So weird. I don't ben, know. your face says it all. It was, a, it was a little much. Yeah, I mean, like, Tasha's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But I like, love her, okay? She's a good friend. I just want to know if John Paul Jones is coming back. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. It was like, all of a sudden, there's Tasha in the swimming pool and, like, rising out of the water. Slow-mo. And here's the truth to it. It comes out of nowhere. Like, there's no, no. lead up to this. No. Like, there's just all of a sudden, Tasha's getting out of the pool. And then I think Chris Harris in the background says, like, welcome Tasha or something. And you're like, for what? Like, what no. is she? Like, we right. still don't know what she's doing. Uh-uh. Like, she just shows up out of the pool somehow. It was the I mean, craziest way to, like, drop the hint that Claire's out and Tasha's the new bachelorette. It's, it's like, please just show a foot stepping out of the limo yeah. with a pretty dress on. Right? I, yes. Hey. I would have loved it if they just, like, did the pan up but didn't show us the face. Like, I know there's yes. numerous stuff, but just, like, something cool. This was so abrupt and so, like, oh, here I am glistening <laughs> yeah. in slow-mo. It was a lot. <laughs> Glitter. <laughs> there's Tasha glowing, glowing. Glowing. Yes, looking beautiful. Yeah, she's but, like, stunning. All of a sudden, there's Tasha. So we have Tasha's entrance. We have Yosef's exit. We obviously have Zach's exit that we talked about um, that, you know, I, Claire just wasn't feeling that and was no, feeling no. uncomfortable. So she sent him home. Here is one last guy that I just want to get a comment on because I'm, mm-hmm. I just really enjoy him. Like he is my. Bennett? I love. I, no, I, Bennett's great. <laughs> Bennett's hilarious. No, I, Bennett's so funny. Yeah. Bennett knows what he's doing. He's he's great. But there's two guys. One is easy that we've talked about. I think he, easy is just terrific. Pro- could be the next Bachelor. Um, I think he has just really shown himself well, but here is my, uh, underdog that I've really enjoyed Riley. I think Riley is a guy who's been patient, who's listened well, who speaks a lot of wisdom. If you listen to what he says, when he says it, it's always coming from a good place. It's always super wise. It's never mean necessarily. It's just like, it's either saying guys calm down or don't speak for me. Let me speak for myself. But he just has kind of stayed out in the background. But I really like Riley. I'm going to look up to see which one Riley is. <laughs> exactly. He's the That's one. a great comment. No, no, no. He's the one that last week got the I group see. date yes, rose when I like he him. did the prom dance. Yes. Yeah. He's really sweet and seems very genuine. I, I really enjoyed him. Very genuine really like very him. sweet. Sorry that ben, I didn't. Ben, you're yeah. right. He, he doesn't have like any sort of judgy tone he's just kind of like talking out his feelings but i do you know what i mean by him not having a judgy tone oh 100 it's not like he's trying to accuse anyone of anything he's like just he's there and he's observing he's observing and he's commenting on what's happening around him and i mean any other season i think he's a front runner 
I, I think any other season, somebody gets to know him and go, you're, you are incredibly kind, sweet, gentle, mm-hmm. like understanding. Like, I want to get to know you more. Instead, on this season, he just kind of is sitting back being like, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, a bunch of dudes popping LaMarca Prosecco cracks me up so hard <laughs> because it's like suburban mom drink of choice. I'm like, here they are. They're for sex. <laughs> here Get wild and nuts, dude. <laughs> It's always so funny. Wait, come here. We're almost done. You have any last thoughts on the batch? Come here. Come here. Come here. Sorry, I was. I was. Hey guys. Hey. I was driving, taking my daughter to an art class. I was thinking, like, maybe I was too hard on Claire when I spoke earlier, and I, I, I like her. I think she's good, and I'm happy she found love, and that's ultimately what it's about on this show, right? But I think. Do you think Dale's gonna leave with her if she leaves? Dale's absolutely going to leave with her if she leaves. Like yeah. Dale doesn't want to be there. No one wants to be there. He's stuck. Like, uh, but 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 I think the I think the conceit of the show is that it, it, it's a TV show, right? And we want to draw out the conclusion to the end with a couple of choices. And what she's done by congratulating congratulations from me by falling in love with this guy so quickly is taken away the conceit of the show and the, and the bachelorette and bachelor would not, you, you can't have a show keep going. If you lose, if you give up that conceit, unfortunately, and we're all happy for her. I think she's very sweet. I hope she finds love. I hope it lasts forever, but man, oh man, like I feel bad for those guys that date that dude was shredded and she sent him home. Oh, just shredded. Yeah, and ticklish, though. A little and, nervous en- energy. Little but bit he was nervous energy. sweet. He was nice. He was polite. He had good feet. He didn't actually lean back for the kiss. <laughs> like, you know, there's weird stuff happening there, and she just got rid of him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. As men, Ben and Scott, how would you feel with a bachelorette leaving and then you getting a replacement bachelorette? You want to take that first? <laughs> No, because I feel like Scott, you're gonna speak from a place like of a of like I've been there, so I I know how it would feel, and I want to hear what you think, and then I I'll fill in. I would feel like a bit of a piece of meat, first of all. Mm. You know, like it, it's if mm. if I was really one of these guys who was there because of Claire, as they really all say they do. I don't know whether they have to say that they feel like they should say it, or they were all fans of Claire's beforehand. Um, but I, I would feel. Uh, A, cheated, B, like a consolation prize, um, and C, like, wh- what am I doing now? Like, I guess I'm still yeah. on the, I, I guess I'm here to keep this TV show going, and that's what we got to do, so I'd feel a responsibility to do that, but it, it wouldn't, the, the honesty has sort of been taken out of it for me. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I feel deep. like- That's deep. I, I would feel that like the cons- I would feel like the consolation prize, and I think that's exactly what I was going to say. Is it would be hard for me mentally to be like, okay, everybody, everybody that's left after Dale, you now get a shot at love. Also, um, I think the positive that they might have is I think they've been so disconnected from Claire so far because they there hasn't been another connection that they're probably just excited to go back to dating again, like to give it a shot. Like, hey, I'm just excited that somebody's here that might be interested in me. It's a fresh start. I've been, you know, beat down so much and felt like such a consolation prize that I just want to feel like I'm actually a desirable partner. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I and I think they want to look. They're there because they want to be on the show. I felt so bad for them when they didn't. They sat around for four hours waiting for her to go on that date, and then they had like a quote unquote extended uh, uh, cocktail hour. But she spent the whole damn thing with Dale anyway. Like <laughs> yeah. these poor guys. Like what are they doing there? They got lives. That guy, that dude has a daughter, even though he wanted to blow it up and go home anyway. Like come on, man. Like let's play the game. Play the game. All right. I love you guys. We'll see you later. See ya. Well, to finish his Bogart, thought, too. Um, but he's always fun. He loves the back. Oh, he, he It's does. so fun to watch it as a couple. It just gives us joy, and it's a nice escapism. Oh, I love that. It's fun. So here's a quick note, though, to finish his thought. Mm-hmm. Is we as fans get to watch this thing in two and a half hours or however long it takes, right? And we're already tired and feeling for these guys. Like, wow, you've been sitting around a while. Wow, this date took a long time, and you haven't seen Claire yet. Like, in real time, these guys might be at that date for 10 hours sitting on a couch waiting for something to happen. Like, this is their real, this isn't like their real lives. They're just kind of hanging out now. And so I bet they're excited for yeah, something new to happen, think, excited for somebody to walk in. Specifically with this, because they were so gypped so quickly, I feel like they'd be like, great. Can Like what Scott said, can we play now? Can we do it? Like, Let's go. Mm. Because if you are sign on for something like this and then immediately you're like, oh, wait, I can't even get a shot at the running, you know, that's kind of sad. So uh, I don't know. I want to see. I want to see dates. I want to see us flirting. I want to see stuff. I want to see relationships. Okay. Well, Ashley asked the question to the guys. I'm going to ask a question to the girls. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, I was literally just going to ask this to Marika. I but, know where you're going with it. But let's see if we, we read each other's uh, minds. Okay, here's my question. Tasha okay. comes in now. Let's assume now we yeah. can start talking about that. She is now coming in as the bachelor. Let's just make that assumption. It's been teased for so long. We've now seen her get out of a pool. If it happens, how do we remember this season? Is Claire and Dale remembered, or is it Tasha's season as the bachelorette from here on out? And that's how we remember this season as fans. Tasha. Oh, okay. So I my question was going to be. Marika, how do you? I hate using the term replacement bachelorette yeah. because Tasha herself deserves her own season. She's so worthy of being the bachelorette. Yeah. So I, I, I need to come up with a better term. But how would you feel being sent in to take somebody else's leftovers? Well, it's but kind of before, like when you're an actress and you either replace somebody on a pilot or on a show or something. It's yeah. like that walking into something like that I'm sure she's gonna feel a little bit like insecure about it but you gotta plow through and be like okay that wasn't meant to be it's my time to shine and let's hit it and let's go and find the confidence and just and just do it and I feel like it could very well end up being her season more so than Claire's because just the amount of episodes that will be left and the amount of time and then the stories and the relationships and all that and like at this point like Ben said I don't even know half these guys names so like it's it's so hard for me to be like oh it's Claire if she leaves in the next one or two episodes, I think Tasha's the one who's gonna introduce us to all these men and who they are you know because she's not giving anyone airtime. Mm-hmm. I think best case scenario, it was meant to be yeah. for both of them to be the leads mm-hmm. of the season yeah. because hopefully both of them end up getting married to one of the guys on it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it was very hopefully it's fate like, but to answer Ben's question directly. Um, I would say time will tell whose season we look back on this and think whose season was it. But I do believe that if both girls end up being with their pick, that 
that it'll just be equally viewed as like the Claire yeah. and Tasha season. It'll be a win-win. That'll be awesome. And it'll That'd be, be great. hella entertaining. It's like two bachelorettes for the price of one <laughs> for the yeah. audience, you know? <laughs> like, and I'm sure the men are going to be different, you know? You're different, different vibes, different energy with people. And I think it'll be, it'll be fun to watch and get to know these dudes because I, like I said, I don't know any of these dudes but Dale and Easy just because I like him. He's <laughs> you know? the best. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for breaking oh, down. Thank so you for fun. being a passionate fan. Love um, it. Now, thanks for having me. This is uh, yeah. And Scott was a, <laughs> was a great addition to this. Um, now you've heard it before. Follow our lead, uh, Ashley. It was another great episode uh, with a a crazy breakdown of Claire's season. We're gonna see what happens next. We'll be back next week, uh, probably to start talking about Tasha, which I'm excited about. Um, but until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. I've been Rika. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.